Joel Brown, Mineral Tracker. Levels look good. All right, welcome here to the Crude Life Productions, I don't know, podcast, week in review. We got all kinds of content we do. Magazine articles, which I have to deadline today. Thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, Joel Brown, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today, Jason? Oh, not too bad. Like I said, I'm kind of thinking out loud, realizing some of the deadlines we do. That's one thing when we just got an ecosystem of activity. We got deadlines every day, whether it's a radio or a magazine or a podcast or a <laughs> new news site. You know, you know how it is. Expect and, oh, yeah. and and transitioning to the world of minerals, you guys have information floating out there the same same way I do. Just it seems like it's always going on out there. Any sort of aggregate you can get to corral the stuff seems to be a way that helps people in their lives today. So with that excellent transition, describe what Mineral Tracker is and how you guys are helping the oil and gas industry. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. So uh, kind of like you said, you know, there is there's just a ton of information out there. And if you can find a way to aggregate that information uh, to, to um, you know, analyze it to to shape it into a um a usable format for the average mineral owner uh that's really the the concept that we've come up with when we uh when we began creating mineral tracker and so what mineral tracker actually is it's an online software um any mineral owner or or really anybody could go sign up for it and what it's doing is it's pulling information from multiple sources in north dakota in particular we we are uh very, uh, very lucky to have such a great um, state reporting system here. And so there's a ton of information available uh, regarding the oil and gas industry in North Dakota, but it's not necessarily the most user friendly and it's not going to be customized automatically to your wells, your interests, to what your uh, mineral asset looks like. And so that's what we've done in Mineral Tracker by going and signing up for Mineral Tracker at mineraltracker.com. A mineral owner can enter their wells, enter their interests. It takes usually less than 10 minutes for anywhere from, you know, one to 100 wells even uh, to input this information and to uh, get signed up for Mineral Tracker. And then once that information is input into your Mineral Tracker profile, uh, we begin pulling information from the Department of Mineral Resources. We pull from uh, the Energy Information Administration. We pull from all of these different sources to combine and say this is what your mineral asset looks like and we do things like uh, estimate revenue amounts for you know past revenues so that you have something to audit your checks against um, we utilize a uh, an internal database that we've created ourselves to project the future income of all oil and gas wells uh, in the state of north dakota and we make that available to our uh, pro users in mineral tracker um, we, uh, we've integrated a, uh, a comprehensive mapping tool and document storage. And then ultimately, you know, the, what we think is probably the most important thing about mineral tracker is it's a great tool, uh, all by itself, but it's backed up by oil and gas professionals here in the state of North Dakota. And so if there is a, an issue, which it seems like all mineral owners have some sort of an issue, if they're looking into their assets, if there's something that needs to be done. If there's a situation where uh, someone needs to roll up their sleeves and dig into a problem, uh, work on your behalf to uh, correct an error with an operator, uh, need for an appraisal, need for you know help selling, things along those lines, we, we really can get involved in any of that on a personal basis as well. And so Mineral Tracker, we want to be a one-stop shop, uh, essentially a marketplace for if you're a mineral owner, 
in the state of North Dakota, your resource is mineraltractor.com. You kind of alluded to a little bit about how you pay attention to what's going on out in the industry. You know, I mean, you're tracking minerals. It's it's a pretty cut and dry thing at the end of the day. It's just, you know, kind of figuring out the analytics, if you will, that people are looking for to be customized to whatever their situation is. And that's that's an art form and a science project in and itself. But you take on a kind of a leadership role around Watford City. I know you do for sure. Uh, some of the things you were mentioning about keeping a pulse on different state agencies and regulations, if you will, that impact the way you have to adjust your software accordingly makes me feel that you kind of keep a pulse on what's going on at the state as well. Um, I want The reason I, br- I bring that up is I was just looking at you know some of the headlines in the last week, and you're starting to see some bills being introduced, and you're starting to see some things happening. You know, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico. Um, when when it comes to like the Bakken and North Dakota, whether it's we were discussing off the air some of the issues happening on on some minerals uh, at the state capitol. I talked with Josh Swanson from Volga Law up underneath Lake Sakakawea, that sort of thing. You know, so there, there's dynamic changes. Do, do you guys follow the stuff that's going on there, or do you just kind of wait for the final call to be done? You know, because at the end of the day, like I said, you got you 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 have to adjust accordingly, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right, and so we're definitely we're keeping our ear to the ground on a lot of these things. Uh, but we also we comment everything with a, a very technical uh, perspective. You know, we were um, trained as petroleum engineers. We're pretty pragmatic uh, in nature, and so. You know, it, it, we were aware that there are a lot of things in flux right now uh, for mineral ownership in the state. There are a lot of things being, um, you know, talked about regarding deductions, regarding, you know, the, the lake bed mineral case, you know, all these different things um, that, yeah, we're definitely we're keeping a pulse on and we're we're prepared to adjust accordingly, you know, as decisions get made. But ultimately, you know, we don't we don't see ourselves as being, you know, directly input into that decision making process in certain ways. You know, we're we're going to be reactionary to whatever decisions happen. We just need to be flexible and dynamic to be able to shift to the changing marketplace uh, that is mineral ownership in North Dakota. Well, I bring that up because I think people forget that sometimes that when you have some sort of tracking software, some sort of analytics as a service, it's dynamic and it's always changing. It's not like, hey, we're done with it. Now it just prints money. It, it doesn't work like that at all. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I'd, I'd bring that up because, it, you know, to what level uh, that is tracked, you know, you can go, some people go as far as, you know, create, trying to get involved with that advocacy. Other people more reactionary because at the end of the day, that's what the service is, is to, is, is to de- delineate to the people what their, like I say, their, their customized mineral wants and needs are. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Yep, exactly. We all kind of fill, we all fill different roles, you know, integrated into this, uh, this entire field of mineral rights in North Dakota. Um, and they're all really important roles, but they're definitely there's a need for someone to just provide a resource, and that's the that's the need that we're looking to fulfill. Last time we mentioned that the average person that got minerals out in the Bakken was uh, refresh my memory again because I found that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, the the average person uh, in in North Dakota collecting minerals is a 65-year-old woman collecting less than $600 a month off of her minerals. Um, 
So a little bit, a little bit different picture than I think what most people think of as mineral owners, because I think most people assume that if you own minerals, that you are a multimillionaire, that you've got, you know, several houses scattered around the country and, you know, all, all these different things. But the truth is that mineral rights have been so divided uh, among, you know, various generations and in, in state and out, out of state uh, parties and uh, different family members, things along those lines that it's a lot of it has become, you know, just so spread out and divided so many different times that uh, the, the incomes for individuals can be, you know, they range a lot. There are certainly those who are making, you know, pretty significant uh, revenue off these things. But there are a lot who are, you know, realizing 600 bucks a month isn't anything to sneeze at, of course. It's something that you should be aware of, that you should be um, understanding, you know, how that may change, because that's still a significant amount to you know, someone, uh, some, someone's life. Um, but it, it, we wanted to make sure that knowing that, you know, not every single person who was collecting on minerals was making, you know, millions of dollars a year off their minerals, even for that 65 year old woman who was collecting $600 a month, uh, that she had a resource as well. And so that's why we, that's ultimately why we created mineral tracker. Were you were you raised in Watford City? I guess what's your background when it comes to oil and gas? Because you know you're you're kind of that younger generation, and you know you you seem to have a grasp on the industry. You have an understanding. Um, you you have a a desire to keep the industry going. And I guess I just kind of wondered what, what what's your background when it comes to oil and gas? How yeah, how, how did you get into that? You know how? Jason. Well, what's that? That's very perceptive of you. I um, so you're right. I was I was raised in the Wofford City area. My grandfather actually um, he started in the oil and gas industry when he was in eighth grade. He dropped out of high school, began driving truck. Ultimately, uh, became a driller for you know two decades or more, and then went on and started a downhole fishing company called Northern States that uh, has been around in uh, Wofford City, North Dakota, since you know the the early '80s. Um, and so uh, my my father he took over that business and I wound up uh, from the time I was 13 years old I was in there sweeping floors and um, you know ultimately got a chance to learn a lot from you know just being around the industry from a young age and then uh, ultimately when you know I was going through uh, going through high school I you know recognized that I had a bit of a talent for math a bit of a talent for you know, finance and ultimately decided that I wanted to be in the oil and gas industry. Um, and so I decided to go into petroleum engineering. And I was lucky enough that uh, by the time I was a sophomore, University of North Dakota had just launched their uh, first uh, petroleum engineering classes. And so I, I ultimately got to go from, you know, being a 13 year old kid sweeping the floor at a, uh, at a oil and or, uh, oil field service company um, to becoming one of the first graduates from the University of North Dakota with petroleum engineering. And uh, we always had that goal, ultimately, of going back and working with my grandfather and father, uh, only to find out that uh, oil, the Northern States Fishing Tool Company didn't really have much of a need for a petroleum engineer. And uh, so I, I did wind up going a slightly different route, got involved in acquisitions and divestment, had to move out of North Dakota for a period of time, um, and then about uh, four years ago now, my wife and I, we've moved back to Wofford City, which is home, and launched this entire, uh, this entire business aimed towards helping mineral owners. And so, you know, from uh, the 
my background that I have in oil and gas from a young age to, you know, the, the my early professional career working in acquisitions and divestment, I've been able to draw that experience to, you know, help support local mineral owners. A lot of people that, you know, I grew up knowing here in Watford City. Um, and I, I just think it is a really fun story. And yeah, I would I would say that the uh, the oil and gas industry is in my blood. <laughs> I do have a passion towards uh, continuing to see it thrive. I would say so. Yeah, I'm always curious how you know people that are during that younger generation gravitate towards it, or how they ended up there. Because it's um, well, the industry is going through some changes, so it's good to know which ones are have an understanding of how it was built. And th- your third generation, then. Yeah, I am third generation. I'm the fifth generation of my family to live out here in McKinsey County. My uh, my grandfather's grandfather homesteaded out in the Keene area, actually. So we've uh, we've got really deep roots here, and uh, I, I absolutely love Western North Dakota. I'm, I'm very passionate about seeing it uh, continue to grow and develop, and it's uh, it's been really fun to see how things have changed, you know, through the uh, the boom and the downturns and, you know, leveling out here in the Bakken. Uh, it's been really uh, dynamic and a lot of fun. What kind of updates you got from Main Street, Watford City? It's one of the more <laughs> more fun cities to track because it's, you know, they say if your community gets uh, 1% to 2% growth, you're a healthy community. 3%, you're thriving. 5%, you're just robust beyond belief. Watford City was like, what, 5,000%? I mean... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think, what is it? It's close to, um, I think it's, um, grown maybe six times, uh, what it was when I was, uh, going to school here. Okay. I, I, I want to say, I think I did a story at one time and it was like a 300% growth or something like that. And (laughs) six times wouldn't surprise me at all, but it was unprecedented growth. I mean, like I said, 5% means you're robust and you guys tripled and quadrupled the, the population. But the thing that, that really is interesting to me is the amount of quality of life investments that went into Watford City to really ensure that people are going to stick around there, um, you know, for, for years to come. And what, what kind of, uh, I guess, changes have been made from when you were a kid growing up in Watford to now? Oh man, I, I it would take an entire show, I think, to list them all off. But you know, I think uh, in, in general, I really think that the leadership here in McKinsey County and Watford City, uh, they they've been. I don't know if there's a better word than aggressive, or uh, at least they, they're they're willing to take a risk. And I think that 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 risk has really been rewarded um, in what they have been uh, what they've been attempting. You know, so we do have, I think that, you know, if you were looking at quality of life investments, um, I think that Watford would be at the forefront, very progressive in what we're trying to develop here as a thriving community, a place that people want to live. And even if you may have moved here, you know, from Texas or Oklahoma or somewhere so far removed from North Dakota, we want to create a place here where you want to stay. And I really think that is what we what we've kind of um, come up with here in Watford City. You know, I mean, from things like, a, you know, just a beautiful Main Street uh, to new and exciting restaurants being born out of Watford City. Um, the, the Rough Rider Center is a just a, an incredible facility that works as a convention center and recreation center. Uh, that thing is filled basically on a daily basis, daily basis with all kinds of different activities and 
I do not think that you would find likely another community the size of Wofford that has a facility of that quality. Um, and we really just see it as, you know, Wofford City is right in the heart of the block and we want uh, Wofford City to continue to become a hub for this region and a place that people want to be and a place that people want to settle down long term. And I think that's really what we've created here. Um, and it's been really fun to see, you know, early on in the boom, you know, we were experiencing increases in crime. Traffic was just absolutely awful. I mean, Wofford had become a difficult place to live for a period of time as we were experiencing that really rapid growth early on. But the, uh, the leadership here has done such a good job, I think, adjusting to that um, to a point now where Wofford City is not only the fastest growing city in North Dakota, one of the very fastest growing in the country, uh, but we were actually voted nicest city in North Dakota um, in 2019. You know, and we just continue to win awards like that. And we've seen the narrative of Wofford shift from this scary oil field town to a really progressive and thriving place that people want to be. And so it's kind of fun to talk to people from around the state about Wofford City because, you know, everyone everyone's hearing good things now. And so that's uh, we're really happy that that narrative is kind of shifted. So coming up here, I want to say in the next... Um... Uh, six months or so, they're going to reevaluate all the 2.6 million acres of state-owned minerals, aren't they? Yeah, and actually, I mean, it's not even a reevaluation. This will be the very first valuation. Oh, they, the, no, no kidding. They haven't even evaluated them yet, huh? No, and it's you know, it's not it's not uncommon. Um, you know, it's it's a really daunting task. There are. You know, 2.6 million net mineral acres, uh, that, that accounts for about 7,700 wells in the state of North Dakota. Um, the Department of Trust Lands uh, manages the largest mineral, um, mineral position in the state of North Dakota. And so to, to you know, drill into each one of those wells, each one of those spacing units, all of the undeveloped area that they have an interest in is a, is a really daunting task, and it requires a very... Um, in-depth level of detail to be able to perform an analysis of that type and so um ultimately we uh we along with a handful of other companies participated in a uh, proposal process to the state and ultimately we at mineral tracker were awarded that contract and so um oh no yeah. kidding i didn't even know that oh <laughs> did you not no i know i didn't i just knew that i talked to jody the other day and i just remember her bringing that up um how something like that, I just 2.6 million, of course, stood out in my head. And so I thought, you know, I'll ask you about that because I think that I did, you know, that's why I said reevaluate because I just assumed that the valuation was already done. But so you guys are the ones that are going to do the valuation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, well, how serendipitous was that question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Who knew? Wow. <laughs> Well, yeah. just so people know, I mean, hey, man, when you're at the crude life, our interviews are organic. We don't we don't pre-plan them here, man. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, okay, so it's going to be uh, this summer. Is that is that right? When kind of you, you think things will come to fruition or, or what's the timeline, I guess? Yep, that's the plan is that we are looking uh, at having a evaluation completed for the state. Uh, probably July or August of this um, summer is what we're anticipating right now. You know, ultimately, this this project, it's going to be by far the, large, the largest single project that we've worked on as a team, though we've worked on large mineral valuations in the past. 
Um, this, this will be the largest mineral evaluation ever performed in the history of the state of North Dakota. And so we, we ultimately, through the bidding process, we were the only offers that were coming out of the state of North Dakota. And so we were really happy and um, a little bit proud, too, that, you know, we were able to uh, offer on something so important to the state of North Dakota is evaluating their mineral position, um, you know, and having that done here in the state. Uh, and so we think it's really cool that that's, you know, something we're able to offer, not just in North Dakota, but, you know, in Wofford City, right in the heart of the Bakken. Um, so we're, we're excited to get uh, get into it. We're still working through some of the preliminary stuff and just gathering information. Um, but ultimately, when uh, when the time comes around, we will be uh, we will be very busy for a number of months as we're putting that uh, valuation together. So I understand there's going to be some research, et cetera, put into this. Is there, I mean, do you need to put the word out there? You know how they used to do the public service announcements in the newspaper, which I'm sure they still do it, but I mean, I haven't, I, I, I have no idea. Um, but is, is there is there any amount of like public service announcements that you guys are going to need through the course of this? Or um, is it pretty, do they already know who owns all the minerals? Do you know what I mean by that? Because sometimes people don't even know if they own minerals. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, I think uh, the, the state is in a really good position right now. You know, they've got an excellent management team at the Department of Trust Lands headed up by Jody Smith. Um, and so they will have the information that we will need in order to perform the valuation, which you're, you're right. And a lot of the valuations that we uh, do for individuals, it can be hard to track that information down. But fortunately, the state is in a good position where they've, you know, got a good catalog of everything that they own. And, you know, if we've got that as a starting, uh, as a starting point, knowing what you own, we're, we're already uh, further ahead than we are in most of the valuations that we wind up doing. Um, Cause usually you're right. There is that level of, uh, of research that needs to be done early on to identify what is being appraised because it's not quite as simple as, you know, I own this house or I own, you know, this, uh, this quarter section, or I own this, you know, because we, like we talked about, minerals are so divided um, that a lot of times uh, mineral owners are not aware of what they own. Well, and I, I remember too, looking at some property, I want to say in either Wyoming or maybe it was South Dakota, I can't remember which one it was, but um, you, in some instances, you, you don't get the minerals. In other ones, you, you get half. I mean, right. I was like, you get half. Oh, okay. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, but now I understand more as I as I get older. But um, so it is. It can become very complex. So uh, talk to me about the service plans you have because I know you guys have kind of a free introductory uh, service plan at uh, mineraltracker.com for those people who want to track it. And then you've got some different tiered pricing. But uh, talk to me about uh, your different service plans and, you know, how people can benefit from what we, what we were just talking about, because you've got some big changes coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, good question. So you're right. At the uh, at the very lowest level, we offer through Mineral Tracker what we call the basic plan. Uh, the basic plan um, is a still you can go, you can sign up for your own portfolio, enter all your wells and interests. And it's going to have, you know, some of the tools that are available through the, the professional plan as well. Um, but that starts at uh, nothing. It's free. Um, and so there's really no reason that anyone who's collecting any amount of minerals shouldn't be, uh, you know, looking into this, signing up for Mineral Tracker uh, just based on the basic plan. The next level up is the uh, the pro plan in Mineral Tracker. And what this includes, one of the most important things that this includes, uh, among a handful of other tools that aren't available through the basic plan, 
is the inclusion of the future projections on each one of your wells. Now, this is something that we don't automate. This isn't something that we've got an algorithm that goes through and says, if your well produced this much over the last six months, it's going to decline, you know, X amount over the next 10 years. Uh, we are having an engineer look at every single one of these wells on a regular basis and update the future projections on each one of them. And that's being housed in Mineral Tracker. Um, so we're doing decline curve analysis on every well in the state in order to uh, fulfill that, you know, 15,000 wells in total. Um, and that's something that's really unique that's not really offered anywhere else. And then beyond that, you know, Mineral Tracker is built to be a standalone tool, something that an individual mineral owner can use. But for those who are looking for that next level of service who are, um, you know, they're, they're collecting on their royalties, they know that there's a level of diligence that needs to go into managing these things correctly. But ultimately, they just either don't have the time or don't want to uh, be the, the person checking off on that. We do offer full uh, mineral management services in which we will become the mineral manager for our clients. Uh, we're auditing revenue on a regular basis. We're looking at wells, reviewing division orders, helping with leases as necessary, and really just kind of plug in and manage it like it was our own minerals, essentially. Um, and then there are a whole slew of other service offerings that we can provide on the professional services side, including mineral appraisals. Um, we've helped people sell their minerals in the past because, you know, they're ultimately uh, there are, you know, reasons to sell your minerals. If you've got, uh, you know, life event coming up, something to a point where uh, you need that lump sum right now. Um, we, we can plug into that process and just ensure that if you do decide to sell your minerals, that you're going to get the best price possible for them. Um, and then we've done large scale audits. And ultimately, you know, we're, we're a small enough team uh, that we can be flexible. And if there is a problem or if there is an issue, um, you know, a mineral owner can just bounce it to us. And there's likely a place that we can plug in to support them in that. This might be a dumb question, but we're talking both oil and gas minerals. Yep, that's correct. Both oil and gas minerals. I will say that we do not get involved in uh, coal or uranium or uh, <laughs> rare materials. That, that, that's a little that. that was my next question, actually. I was going to be a little bit of a smartass and say, well, what about palladium? What about water? You know, I understand arsenic levels are kind of high in Western North Dakota. So what about arsenic? You know, that can be sold as a preservative. So did you know that, by the way? That's why the dinosaurs are preserved so well out there. It's because of the high levels of arsenic in the water. <laughs> No, I didn't. So, I, I, yeah, it sounds like you know more about certain minerals than I do. <laughs> well, it, you know you know me. I, I love to discuss uh, basically any topic that has to do with oil and gas and, and beyond. And um, so we'll have paleontologists on and, and, and geologists and that sort of thing. And that's what they get into. And I just love it. I You know, any <laughs> anytime I can learn a new angle towards how this, you know, earth operates and how the world works. I absolutely love it. And so when I look at what you guys are doing, boy, did you pick the perfect time too. When it's minus 40 degrees outside and 70 mile an hour winds, that's the time to hunker down and do the analytic research, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know it. It's, uh, it's uh, easy to um, just plug in in the winter in North Dakota. Well, you can get in and hibernate and stay warm and everything. And then by the time, you know, when it's... I, you know, the summer, spring, fall, whenever you, it sounds like summer, you're going to June, July, perfect time to get out there and, and, and share the results. Are you guys going to go and, and do any sort of uh, 
campaign with this or is the state going to do any sort of campaign with this in terms of, uh, the, you know, sharing the results out there or is this just pretty much cut and dry? You know, I'm, I don't have any insight as to what the, uh, how the state is going to wind up presenting the results to the public. Our responsibility ultimately is to present it to the Department of Trust Lands and then the, uh, the board um, there as well. And so we'll be happy to plug into, you know, whatever role they want us to fulfill in that. Um, but ultimately, you know, our, our kind of end deliverable at this point in time is that uh, that valuation report um, that we ultimately will wind up presenting to the uh, the Department of Trust Lands Board. And then uh, also um, the state is going to begin using Mineral Tracker uh, as a, a, just another tool in their belt, uh, another resource to help manage their mineral position as well. And so um, as kind of an ongoing task, they're going to be using Mineral Tracker um, and uh, yeah, employing that to help audit their audit their uh, uh, mineral position and um, just uh, have have another tool that they can use to manage it. So, well, that's fantastic. So, I imagine, yeah, it'll be a collaboration going forward. Then, where my mind was originally was um, the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference, which is in May, and whether, whether I assume you guys are going to be there, if not with a booth, at least you know there. Jeez, you, who knows? You, you may even be presenting at some some <laughs> at some level at, at some point. You know the little side things they have going on there. But are you guys going to be at the conference? Oh yeah, definitely. That, that, that's what I thought. But this information won't be done then. No, no, it won't be done at that point. Okay, in time. that's that's where I was in my head. So that's why I didn't know. Because if it was, I'm sure you'd have some some presentation there, some information there, and everything. So I do see where this is going to be kind of uh, cross-promoted going forward at conferences and, you know, yeah. just, just briefings and that sort of thing because, um, you know, this is quite an undertaking. If you guys are doing the first valuation, of, what is, it, is it 2.6? Is that is that right? Yep, 2.6 million. <laughs> the old memory still works occasionally. Look at that. All right. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Sounds like a pretty good client, too, with the uh, uh, state of North Dakota. I mean, the government's always a great client to get. And so good, good for you on that. But this is fantastic news. Uh, sounds like things are going great. Watford City seems to be uh, moving along pretty well out there in terms of uh, robust nature. And the activity seems to be going well. Uh, how can people get in touch with you if they want to know more? And uh, what type of things are on the horizon for Mineral Tracker? Give yourself a little plug here as we can conclude the interview, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So... Anyone who wants to get in touch with us, and you know, we we take phone calls, um, you know, all all day. Uh, easiest way is to either go to mineraltracker.com. Our contact information is there. Um, our phone number is eight three three eight four two two nine two four. Um, or you can email us at info at mineraltracker.com. And we we field all kinds of requests. Uh, there's nothing too crazy to throw out there. Uh, to see if there's some place that we can plug in and become a resource for uh, mineral owners. But ultimately on the horizon, uh, Jason, I think uh, we're, we're likely going to be um, you know, pretty uh, tied up here for a little while with this uh, Department of Trust Lands valuation. Um, but ultimately, we're going to continue to uh, support um, you know, the, uh, the average mineral owner going forward, too. We're definitely not planning on putting pause or pressing pause on anything else that we have going on. 
uh, while we're working through this uh, large-scale valuation for the state. We definitely have the resources to continue to serve the uh, general mineral owner population, and so we're just going to continue plugging in where we can and uh, continue to be a valuable resource for uh, the mineral owners here in the state of North Dakota.